morning, Nova Nation. Happy Friday. The Morning Roar is back. We hope everyone had a great holiday season and we're ready to reach new heights in 2023. The 8th Annual VU Women in Tech Conference is happening next Saturday, and to talk about it, our special guest at 8.30 is Dr. Alicia Strandberg, the Director of VU Women in Tech. Maybe you're partaking in the most important meal of the day as we speak, and so we ask in our Twitter poll question, what is your go-to breakfast food? Plus, news, sports, and a whole lot more. Hi, everybody. I'm David Chapansky. Good morning. I'm Dominic Rochetti. I'm Chris Kokinos. And I'm Allison Bayada, and I am bringing you your first Morning Roar news update of the morning. We'd also like to reiterate that the Morning Roar is being broadcast live on WXVU's YouTube channel. So, in news today, Alec Baldwin and prop armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed will both be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of cinematographer Halna Hutchins on the set of Western drama Rust. After a more than year-long investigation into the October 21st incident, the Santa Fe County District Attorney announced the charges yesterday. The 42-year-old Hutchins died after a gun Baldwin was holding for a rehearsal fired a live round of ammunition into her chest, passing through and striking writer-director Joel Souza in the shoulder. The movie's assistant director, Dave Halls, who handed the weapon to Baldwin and announced it was a cold gun, signed a plea bargain accepting a suspended sentence and six months probation for negligent use of a deadly weapon. Also, police are searching for a suspect who drove an SUV crossover on the Radnor Pedestrian Trail, causing damage to a gate when exiting Brookside Avenue. Police said a motorist entered the Liberty Lane entrance of the trail at 12.20 a.m., Tuesday and was driving at a high rate of speed towards Brookside Avenue. Anyone with information is asked to contact Radnor Police at 610-688-5600. Thank you, Allison. I just want to welcome everybody back to our first show of 2023. You know, we just had our winter breaks. Hopefully they were relaxing. I'm wondering if there was any highlights from everybody's winter break just a few weeks ago. Anything, guys. I'll go with New Year's Eve, obviously the best holiday. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Got to start right there. So uh, I commentated the basketball game in the afternoon. Dom and I did uh, on New Year's Eve. And then I went out with friends uh, that night, saw some fireworks downtown on the waterfront, which was great. Uh, listened to some great music. So it was uh, a perfect New Year's Eve, as I would say, the best holiday. I did not watch too much of Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve, though. I was just about I to was, ask. Yeah, I was really surprised. <laughs> you know, and, and I think, I, you know, I love the performers. I think it was great. I did see, like, the ending of it, like, you know, the 1, 2, two o'clock in the morning when, uh, like, the other time zones are beginning to celebrate. But I didn't see, like, the Times Square ball drop. So I was a little disappointed about that. That was like the first time. That's like the most important Yeah, I know. I I know. I saw some highlights though uh, of of like the the broadcast, I guess you would say. But I I was a little disappointed that I missed it, but it was still a great New Year's Eve as always. Good to hear. You know, I don't watch anything on New Year's because my New Year's starts an hour later than all of yours. So if I watch the ball drop, it's like it's just 11 o'clock. Well, they have a central so time. Nor- they have central yeah. time. New, uh, New oh, Orleans oh, has I know. central time. The central time one is just all of the Chicago news people getting drunk on air, and it is the most boring thing in the world to watch. I would much rather have the ball drop. So New Year's Eve, everywhere else besides the East Coast, just not fun. Well, does Wisconsin do anything like, I know, I think in Florida they have like the orange drop. Does Wisconsin have anything like no. cheese drop? No, no there's no cheese okay. drop. I heard that, I think it's Idaho, drops a giant potato yeah, they do. from a crane. Yeah, it was hilarious when I saw it. It is like giant metal potato. It is massive. Drop it from a crane? From a crane. That sounds yeah, they kind just, of unsafe. They just they lower just dro- it. Oh, okay. They okay. lower it. Yeah, I they don't they just, just drop it. dropping it. <laughs> that would be way more entertaining. 
Allison, anything fun from winter break? Not really. I was just home. I watched a lot of movies with my family um, and caught up with some high school friends. But other than that, really was just being lazy and sleeping a lot. Perfect. I mean, that's the ideal winter break yes, right there. Yes, definitely it is. Dom, anything? No, I mean, same thing. I was kind of just home. I got the flu, but oh, it's not really a highlight. No, definitely so, not. No. No. Nothing. Well, I went on a ski trip to Vermont with some uh, school friends here, and there was one uh, very interesting fall I had going on the <laughs> peak to creek run. Basically what that means, you start at the top of the mountain and you go all the way to the bottom. It's like five miles long. And um, for some reason, my pants were falling down. So I was trying to pull them up as I'm going down the hill, and I passed one of my friends because I had uncontrollable speed at this point. And he goes, Chris, your hips don't lie, because he just saw me like with my hands on my hips, and then I wiped out and rolled down the mountain. Was that your first time? No. I've been skiing my entire life, so that was just especially embarrassing. But yeah, that was my winter break. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have any uh, 2023 New Year's resolutions, guys? No, I never do resolutions. They're stupid. I completely agree. Well, I did say it to Chris in the beginning. I Everybody that knows from last semester, I was a big peach tranquility tea guy from Starbucks. Yeah. But I decided that I should save money this semester and make my own tea. So that's what I have. I am making my own tea and saving money. So maybe that's not exactly a resolution, but that's kind of like my goal is to spend less money at Starbucks this semester. That's a good one. That's a good resolution. That's a really good resolution. Makes sense. That's something you could definitely do beyond the first two weeks of January. Because if I did a New Year's resolution, I'd be done after like a week. I I also said to Chris in the very beginning is that, fun fact, I don't, when I make tea, I put the water in the microwave. It's so much quicker than like putting it on the stove for, you know, like five, ten minutes. Just put it in the microwave for like a minute and a half, two minutes. You can get a kettle, no? Put it on yeah. The yeah, you can, but it's so much quicker in the microwave, and it's the same. It's the same I quality. Feel like it's tea. slightly unhealthier, <laughs> just like slightly. Oh, okay, well, well, <laughs> well maybe. Something sound right there. I don't, I don't make tea. I don't know, but that's like on the label of the instant ramen, where it's like, do not microwave it, and everyone microwaves yeah. it. Yeah, I, I mean, so far, I mean, I've been doing, my, I've been doing it my whole life, and it's been fine so far. So I'm here, 18 years <laughs> strong. So, yeah. Allison, any uh. New Year's resolution? Um, I need to find a job, so that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Yep. So. That's a big one. Yeah, Th- I know, right? That's a big right? one for the seniors Definitely. in the house. Yeah, yeah absolutely. start working on that. Well, stats show that 80% of people who made New Year's resolutions have tapped out by the second week of January. On the other hand, 8% of people are successful in keeping them on a permanent basis. If you're one of those who've been less than successful at keeping yours, here are some things you could keep in mind today as you officially let go of the positive change you tried and failed to make for another year. 1. Celebrate your past achievements. Even though you quit on some goals, that doesn't make you a failure. You've accomplished some great things in the past and you should value that. So organize some form of celebration with friends and colleagues to be encouraged to do better in the future. 2. Revise your goals. This is a perfect time to take an in-depth look into the goals you previously set. This will help you recognize the lapses and loopholes in them and to create a better, more effective plan. And three, teach others. After learning and practicing effective techniques for achieving your goals, help others learn to do likewise. They'll be grateful, and you'll be helping them. There we go. Well, how's everyone's spring semester looking? Mine's looking pretty good. No classes on Friday again, so this doesn't get better than that. How about you guys? 
Mine's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have so I have four classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and oh, then on geez. Tuesdays I have a lab too, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday I have one class. What so lab I, is it? It's an MSc, so it's not that bad. But it's Wh- which MSc though? Uh, astronomy. Cosmic oh, everyone does astronomy. Yeah. I actually have a serious question. Is there like a is MSC going to cause me trouble? Because I am not a big science Depends person. I'm not taking any. I think if you make okay. a smart choice, you'll be fine. Okay, so but we're definitely gonna have to talk about those smart choices. Like, don't take people. astronomy. Yeah, that's number it's one. one. Everyone bombs it. Yeah, okay. My, my teachers so, stink. Okay. It's terrible. Yeah, okay. I took so alchemy last year. That will be year. like in the back of the Whoa, toolbox. Oh, they teach alchemy oh, here. They teach, it's, it, <laughs> It was alchemy, but it was the history of chemistry, and then all of our labs were just like old chemistry experiments. Oh, okay, I see. So, so it not wasn't really like, alchemy. It wasn't full on alchemy. You know, no. we weren't trying to make gold out of random That's substances. That's kind of disappointing. But like that one wasn't bad. You got to take physics of sports. Yeah, That's, and there's like the one with water is apparently easy. Yeah, yeah, I've heard water. that the water lab is yeah. is not bad. Basically, as long as you don't take astronomy, yeah, you astronomy. should be fine. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> and I knew okay. that. And I knew that. I just didn't have a choice. <laughs> David, anything? Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays are really good for me, uh, which was same as last semester. Fridays, instead of getting out late, out at 1 o'clock, which is Ooh, great, so I nice. like that. That's but huge. Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm, I'm here all day, which is... It's okay, though. I'll, I'll yeah. sacrifice that. Also, it's really weird. I'm not in the business school, but I have two classes in Bartley where I saw Allison uh, the other day in Bartley. And I'm just confused because they're not business classes, but I guess you can just have any classes yeah. there, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah I like that building. There. Like, I was only in there, like, d- probably during the tour. Like, I haven't been in there since, so I yeah. kind of explored it and saw where the classrooms are. And it's really weird because both my classes are in the same exact classroom. Is it Did that they... basement room in Bartley? Yes. So depressing yes. in Bartley it, it basement. It is. It is. So it is. That's where there. they stick all the liberal arts students. Yeah. Like, I've have... had so many classes yeah. down there. <laughs> I also have a humanities class in the chemical engineering building. Why do I have an English it? class in there. Yeah, and I couldn't. Yeah. I had no idea where that building was. Too. I'm like, <laughs> is that not just Sear? Like, I thought all of the engineering was in there. So I saw that on the list, and I There's was like. a whole separate building? Yeah. That building gets really hot. Too. Like if you're oh, in the chemical yeah. engineering building for a long, it gets like, really hot. It's like a bluish greenish color inside mm-hmm. too. Yeah, why? yeah. The tiles like bluish green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Worst building on campus. I've only been in there like twice. But <laughs> I think Tolentine would, <laughs> would want to work, Chris. Tolentine would want to work. I feel like Tolentine is better at okay. this point. Yeah. Okay. Allison, anything? Um, I'm only taking four classes a semester, so pretty That's laid huge. back. And I'm already technically graduated. I'm just here like for finishing fun. yeah for fun <laughs> um but i'm just finishing up my second major so not too stressful hopefully it'll be a good spring semester awesome that's what i like to hear dom what is our twitter poll question the first one of 2023 yeah it's a good one so make sure to follow us on twitter at wxvu we have great polls every friday for the morning roar i know me and david usually put out a poll for our basketball games too and any information about WCU radio station is usually up on there as well. But the question is, the first episode of the Morning Roar is coming up at 8 a.m., which is right now. Today's trivia question, what is your favorite food to ask for breakfast? Our options we put out, eggs and bacon as one, pancakes, waffles, or something else. I voted already. I voted for waffles. I'm a big waffle guy. I'm not the biggest fan of pancakes. You're absolutely right about being a waffle guy. Waffles Waffles number one. Supremacy. All day. For once, I'm going to go with the uh, the rest of the group. I, I agree. Wow. Waffles That's are much better. That's impressive. Waffles are Yeah, yeah. This is eggs, probably the first time this has happened. Eggs would definitely be my answer. Now, I did combine eggs and bacon because we'd like yeah. to have, like, I'd like to have an other there on the bottom. So we yeah. originally had it four separate choices with eggs and bacon bo- both being there, uh, like, each. But uh, I think they're both good. But, Chris, you just said you found out, like, you know, eggs because you're not the biggest fan of eggs, right? No, because... I typically like eggs until I got to this school and I realized that all of the scrambled eggs made here taste 
like air. Yeah. They are just, I have never had them as a commuter student, so you shouldn't. I, I cannot They're the worst thing ever. I cannot give my opinion on that. So my opinion of eggs has gone really downhill. So I'm just not the biggest eggs guy anymore. Except if it's like an omelet, you know, like that could be good. I good don't time know. to not be an eggs guy because eggs are extraordinarily expensive right now. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm just saving money then. You That's are what I like to hear. <clears throat> David birthdays you looked them up you're ready let's hear i am ready to go all right so today's birthdays on january 20th edwin buzz aldrin turns 93 the second person ever to walk on the moon 1969 apollo 11 rain wilson turns 57 an actor evan peters also an actor celebrates his 36th birthday on saturday jack nicholas the golfer turns 83 billy ocean 73 uh, Luke Grimes, 39, an actor from Yellowstone. And on Sunday, DJ Jazzy Jeff turns 58 from Fresh Prince uh, of Bel-Air. I believe made the theme song Guy Fieri turns 55. And Sammy Gale turns 27, an actress from Blue Bloods. Thank you, David. Allison, what is going on with WXVU? Oh, something very exciting, Chris. So we are having our very own Quizzo Night next Thursday at Cafe Nova in Doherty. Um, anyone who is a Villanova student probably knows what Quizzo is, but um, students can stop by to test their radio-related knowledge and win cool prizes, including a dazzling t-shirt with all the WXVU logos on it. So we would love to see all of WXVU's DJs and anyone else who would like to come there. It's next Thursday at 9 p.m. in Cova. Perfect. Thank you, Allison. We're going to be taking a quick break. Stay tuned for more of The Morning Roar after this. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial. Or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. This is Father Peter, and you're listening to V891. The Roar. Registration is now open for the 8th Annual VU Women in Tech Conference, happening Saturday, January 28th at the Inn at Villanova. Women are leading and innovating with technology across Villanova's campus and alumni base, and VU Women in Tech offers the opportunity to learn about the infinite possibilities of data and technology while networking with leaders in the field. Attend virtually or in person at the Inn at Villanova. For the full lineup of speakers and to register, visit VUWomenInTech.org. The Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact the Tech Zone at 610-519-7777, chat with them online, or visit their law school, Falvey Library, or New Commons offices. For more information, visit unit.villanova.edu. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Some sunshine to start out your Friday with clouds building later in the day, a high of 45. Tonight, it'll be partly cloudy. We'll get down to 32 degrees for a low. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 42. And cloudy Sunday with rain developing later in the day, a high of 44. And we're back with the morning roar right here on WX 9.1 FM, The Roar. 
Allison, let's go to you with our Morning Roar news update. Yes, part two. So the U.S. government hit its $31.4 trillion borrowing limit on Thursday amid a standoff between the Republican-controlled House of Representatives and President Joe Biden's Democrats that could lead to a fiscal crisis in a few months. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen informed congressional leaders, including House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, that her department had begun using extraordinary cash management measures that could stave off default until June 5th. Republicans with a newly won House majority aim to use the time until the Treasury's emergency maneuvers are exhausted to exact spending cuts from Biden and the Democratic-led Senate. Uh, And a McDonald's customer in Indiana didn't want to complain when his order for a sausage McMuffin came packed with a bag full of thousands of dollars in cash. A video shared by TikTok user at Dookie Doughboy shows him holding the McDonald's bag filled with what appears to be smaller baggies of cash. While recording, the man asks, what is this? Why would we, Why would they do this? You know how bad I want the money? But he said he would return the money because he's, quote, a good person, I guess, end quote. When the man returned to the restaurant, he jokingly asked, are you guys laundering money in here? He then explains that the money turned out to be a cash deposit that was mistakenly given to him. Grateful employees rewarded his good deed with $200 and free McDonald's for a month, as long as he does and tell the manager. That's awesome. But like... <laughs> for me, that's for only a month? For only a month? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real. come on. Year. This man just came back with all of your jobs because <laughs> if he didn't come back, I feel like there was going to be some layoffs happening in that McDonald's. So I feel like one month, not enough. Yeah, 200 in one month is not... Mm-mm. Like, if, even if I if I had $8,000, I'm like, you could turn it in and get $200 in free McDonald's for a month? No. <laughs> I don't even know for McDonald's for a year I would turn it back in. Oh, I, I mean, how McDonald's much McDonald's can you eat? I mean, I'm, I'm just, a I lot. don't, I, I don't eat McDonald's. Like, I feel like the one time, or like if I do, like I can't oh, yeah, eat crazy. it more than like once a week. You I'm know a what huge I mean? fan like, of McDonald's breakfast. I can eat that month. like every day. Okay. Oh, yeah, I have heard the breakfast is good. I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time, but the breakfast is a, a must oh, yeah. try. Okay. Must try. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Are you guys returning the money? Allison? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not for a, a month of free McDonald's. McDonald's. Maybe, yeah, for real. Maybe if they gave me a free McDonald's for life card. You know how yeah, like billionaires have those. That would yeah. be huge. And it's funny because billionaires don't need it. No, of course not. No. But it'd be fun to flash. The richest people have those. <laughs> Dom, are you giving back the money or no? No, I'm no. not. Okay, I'm that. David. I'm in the middle, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, as a, yeah, okay, I, I would lean more towards yes. But also, like, you wouldn't know, like, he didn't know the reward that he was going to get. True. So, like, yeah, I mean, you like, hindsight is always twenty twenty. so you can look back and say, okay, well, $200 in McDonald's for a month, okay, maybe I wouldn't do it. But he didn't know. I mean, he did it without expecting anything. So I think that that was, you know, a good deed in itself. So I, I guess I would say yes, short answer. Dookie Doughboy is just a good guy, that- I guess. <laughs> It's also just a great TikTok name. <laughs> um, the top, the title of our next segment here: nonsense in public forums and relationship enders. Mm. A Starbucks barista known on TikTok as at Kiki Not Palmer has gone viral, posting a video where she shares the biggest icks she gets from customers. Well, in hopes that she aren't icking the workers at Holy Grounds, here are the icks to avoid. People who stand in line and then don't know what they want to order when they get to the register. Then they take another five minutes to figure out what they want. Two, people who ask for soy milk, oat milk, coconut milk, almond milk, and then say they want sweet cream foam. Like, bro, you can't have milk, and you just diluted it with heavy milk. Three, this is one of her biggest icks. Customers who don't know what they're ordering. 
it's frustrating to have to remake drinks multiple times because the drink wasn't what a customer was expecting. And four, or no, not and four, there's four and five, those who show her TikTok videos of baristas making custom drinks because the customer doesn't know the recipe and she has to watch another barista make the drink first. Even worse, if the customer ends up not even liking the TikTok drink after she makes it. And five, people who order a latte and forget to say they wanted it iced until they're handed a hot one. Similarly, she says people who forget to clarify that they don't want whipped cream on their frapp, frappes give her the ick. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm guilty of like three of these when I go to Starbucks because I just get stressed in line. I look, at the, I look at the menu board. I'm like, okay, I know what I want. I know what I want. And I get to the front. I'm just like everything goes out the window like because they have all the different sizes that i don't understand and the drinks are just confusing so i'm guilty of three of these not the tiktok ones though i would agree with the waiting in line to a certain extent like before i got the tea the peach tea like i would change my drink kind of frequently Mm -hmm. um and like you said there's so many options like you look up at that menu board and it's like wow i can pretty much get anything you know what i mean especially when it's like during a holiday season and they have kind of like the specialty Mm -hmm. drinks so I, i definitely think i'm guilty of that uh, and the TikTok one is interesting because I do see a lot of TikTok videos, believe it or not, of uh, people like, um, you know, or baristas, I should, I should say, at other Starbucks, like showing drinks that people can order. But I, I can't say that in real life I've seen anyone ask for a TikTok custom drink. No. I would be way not. too embarrassed to be like, right? can you make exactly. this that I saw on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. Um, but she's totally valid for this. I think that people who, like, ask for a remade drink or something, especially during, like, morning rush... Mm-hmm. That is probably the worst thing ever. She's totally valid to be upset about this. Like, I've totally gotten the wrong drink at Starbucks before, and I just take Guess it. Guess what? And you drink, drink it. it. Yeah. I just drink, That's I what you do. Up. You just do it. Yeah. Like, if I wanted a hot or cold, like, I don't, if whatever it's you fine. guys We're give me. We're switching it up for the day. Exactly. It's fine. Yeah. The worst part is on the menu, it like rotates between like the different screens. So like I know what I want when I'm looking at it, and then I get up there and it switches the screen, and I'm is standing it gone there, like, and you feel crazy. You're like, does the drink not exist? That like, uh. Give it a second to cycle back. <laughs> that one. The amount of times I've said that to the barista at Starbucks over here, I'm like, "Can you just give it a second? I need to. I need to see what I'm ordering." It's like a ten-word. Yeah, drink. and a lot of them have like yeah. fancy names, so yeah. it's like hard to remember. Exactly. Exactly. I know how you feel. Yeah. Dom, do you have? Yeah, it? I mean, if you get to the front of the line, you don't know what you're ordering. Like, I couldn't get to the front of the line and not know. I'd be like too anxious. I'd, I'd let somebody go in front of me if I didn't know yet. I'd be like, Could you "Go ahead." I mean, That's smart. It's a good yeah, move. No. That, that is the courteous thing to do. And yeah. then another t- TikTok. Uh, no, this is not a TikTok thing. Actually, this is just and about relationships. According to a survey, 65% of us have ended a relationship because of an ick, a trait that turns you off. And what are some of the most common and most offbeat icks that would cause someone to call it quits with their significant other? Well, according to a survey of 2,000 American adults, the top ick is when someone simply smells bad, selected by 24% of those surveyed. That was followed by pretending to be more knowledgeable about something than they really are and being rude to a waiter, both 21%. The rest of the top 10 things that can give adults the ick in order are living in a mess, being overbearing and rude, having dirty fingernails, being too clingy, having bad teeth, double texting, and talking too loudly. Yeah, guys, do we have any big icks? David, you've got to have some big icks. You look like you have some big icks here. I really don't. None. Really. Nothing. These are just Half of these are just hygiene, though. 
Yeah, that that's that's kind of what hygiene. I feel like when I was reading the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like ninety percent of people, you know, understand basic hygiene. It's just like half is solved by showering. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Actually, just showering and brushing your teeth, and you should be good in the dating world. You heard it here, and <laughs> solved. Solved. We figured it out. Chris has we figured out dating. Yeah, <laughs> living in a mess. Like, come on. Clean. We're in college. I mean, I my room is an absolute mess. Like the, my chair just has all of my clothes that are like half worn. You know, the ones that shouldn't go the in the laundry worn, basket, yeah. but are like you could still wear that one again, like a sweatshirt or something mm-hmm. goes on the chair. So, living in a mess, people need to get over that. That one's fine. I'm definitely guilty of talking too loud or too much. Definitely. Oh, guilty. I do that all the time. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Definitely guilty. Coming from the Midwest, I feel like all of you people are guilty of that sometimes. <laughs> like, I will be in my room, and I'm like, why are you talking so loud? I'm sitting right next to you, please. So that's just my two cents. Some of these, though, are just like being a bad person. It's like being mean to waiters. <laughs> it's like, why yeah, would you it's... date someone? That's not the ick. That's like, that person is mean. Just rude. Yeah, one's just being rude. Like, Yeah, <laughs> take a shower and be a nice person, and you'll be fine. We solved it. Again, there we go. And did you know, scientists are looking into the theory that your last name could play a role in how well you perform in school and your overall success in life. According to a study from the University of Colorado Boulder, people whose last initial is among the beginning letters of the alphabet are more likely to see greater achievements, especially in school. You know what's coming. Conversely, those who have to wait the longest to raise their hand during roll call are less likely to do well in school and on the job. Why? According to a co-author of the study, if your name is at the end of the alphabet, you're less likely to be identified by teachers as an outstanding student. Fortunately, the effect, called alphabetism, seems to affect people mostly in their younger years, including early adulthood and fizzle later in life. Well, you guys are C and B. Me and David are R and S. Do you guys feel better than us? Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I always had to wait till, like, the last. <laughs> I was, like, the last. Even in most of the classes I've had, like, you know, when they're reading through roll call and introductions this yeah. week in this second semester, I'm always one of the last people. But honestly, it, it doesn't bother me. But something that I do find interesting is, like, I find whenever when it's for something like roll call or something like that, where kind of you want to be called first, uh, at least kind of my opinion, you know, they always go A to Z. But whenever for it's like a project or like a presentation like you're really nervous yeah. about, it always goes Z to A. <laughs> and it's frustrating when that happens. Really, really frustrating. I, I'm not going to lie. I appreciate being at the beginning of the alphabet. You know, you just get it's the cool. roll call out yeah, of the way. Exactly. Sometimes, like, you get better treatment. I don't know. It's just better. I mean, you guys are... Well, we'll figure it out right now. What are you guys' GPAs? And then me and Chris will say ours. 4.0. Honestly, I don't know how to check, first of all. Uh, As a freshman, honestly, don't know how to check. Just found out how to check. Dude hasn't even seen his grades yet. No, no, wait, wait. So I was on, on, let me explain. I was on Blackboard looking for midterm grades. I'm like, wow, a 16 of 16. Because my teacher would put in, hold on, my teacher would put in like one point for each assignment. So I had like a 16 of 16 or whatever it was. I was like, wow, that can't be my midterm grades. So I, I was kept on checking during winter break, and it was like January first i was like wow there's gonna be a problem here so i texted one of my friends and he was like yeah i just found this out the other day also a freshman uh you have to check my nova and go in through classes and that's how you find a midterm grade midterm grades and i'm like wow like three weeks afterwards i finally found out my midterm grades because i had no idea how to check there, so did you check your final grades yes okay yes oh yeah that's what i i meant to say okay, Not midterm, final it. grades yeah okay perfect. still kind of in high school brain here but yeah, yeah. there you go yeah 
Dom, we've got a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. new segment here. The Morning Roar Mind Bender. Let's hear it. Okay. Got the intense like music, it. too. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total. The bat costs $1 more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? <laughs> Am I missing something here? How much, is the, how much does the ball cost? David, this is all you. No, this is not me. Go on, David. How much does the ball cost? <laughs> I mean, well, if the bat is a dollar more than the ball, the ball is 10 cents. Wrong. Uh, yeah, no. Incorrect. That's not how math works. Hold on. No, but think about it. If the ball costs 10 cents, how much does the bat cost? Oh, a dollar and 10 cents. So how much would that be? A dollar and 20 cents. Okay. So what's the answer? 90 cents. No. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, 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 wait. Now you're confusing no, me, no, no, man. Yeah, now, now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why am I put on the spot? Everyone's looking at me. I, I'm done with math now as a liberal I, I, arts I was major. told by the producers that you have to answer this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I vouch well, for you. Okay, okay, okay. I feel bad because you're putting, you're like throwing me under the bus because yesterday when Nick was like, let's have David do this, I was like, certainly he's smart enough to like figure it <laughs> out right away. Okay, it's 8.29 a.m., okay? Um... <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, <laughs> not so, going to break okay. it until you figure it Nobody out. Help him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our guest is at the door. Everybody knocking. We'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be right back here on nope. WXVU. Nope. Uh, so, okay, so the bat costs a dollar more than the ball. My AP Calc teacher is gonna be really mad at me for this, but this is not Calc, so it's a good you thing. AP Calc. Um, I did, I did. Um, <laughs> did pretty well, too, surprisingly. Um, Okay, uh, I, I, my head is just running. I haven't been able to focus. Okay, a bat costs a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Okay, so it's obviously not 10 cents. Okay. Does it have good. to be more or less than 10 cents? Why? I literally, I'm having like that a That might help fart. you. I can't think. I'm being dead serious. I can't is think. It, Chris, do you, I'm, Allison, do you know? Yes. The okay, Chris, do you know the answer? Okay, hold on, I, I hold on. But give me, give me like 30 more seconds. Hold on. So I don't yeah. think like, I know like, the My answer. head is all over the place. Like, I'm listening <laughs> to you. I'm trying to look at the question. I, I knew it was not 10 cents. Like, I knew right off the bat it was not 10 cents. Okay, and I thought I knew. You should have the answer then. Stop I, looking <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here we go. See, it's not just my fault, Chris, huh? What's look, the answer? Look, I couldn't tell you, man. Really? I don't think so. Come on, guys. The bat. This is very unbecoming of Villanova <laughs> students, you guys. Wait, so how much have you done wait. math in three yeah, years? Yeah, I know the answer. I know the answer. Okay, so a bat costs a dollar more than the ball, okay? Mm-hmm. And they cost a dollar ten cents total. Yep. You guys are overthinking so, so much. But the ball can't be free. No, it's not. They both cost an amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, taking the... You, like, you have this rule in place that was never stated right now. I don't know why you have it in place. I'm so happy it's this is you because I am struggling. You don't know either. Yeah, no okay, I'm done. I give up. What's the answer? Chris, do you want to take a guess? Come on, Chris. I just not, try different I, numbers. Just try 90 cents, amounts. 80 cents, oh, 70 no. cents. Why would it the be ball, that high? Ball, it is ball. certainly not that the high. Ball. Because five cents, more. four cents. Five cents. Okay. Five cents. Well, that was a, I'm not happy with that. So it, the answer, the ball costs five cents because the, the, the bat oh. would cost a dollar and five cents. And then you add them up. That would be a dollar ten cents. So it's... It's it is okay. a lot. I was easier. close with ten cents. My original guess. But I was close. we did this in like uh, I want to say like third or fourth grade. Everybody <laughs> wow! <laughs> Come on. That's why I knew. Chris and I are done. But I, I do want to say everybody in the class got it wrong except okay. for one kid. Yeah. One kid got it right. I was that one kid. 
Um, probably humble brag, humble great, brag. But, but that's also like the PEMDAS. You ever see the PEMDAS? Face? Now I do. I do get them right. You know what I'm talking about, right? The yeah, those parentheses. Yeah. yeah, but people will like get them wrong because they'll forget to like do no, the parentheses yeah. and the exponents first. And like, you see them on like Facebook or Instagram. I do get them right though. I will say I will that's good. give that's myself a paddle. Step in the right color. direction. Yeah, but this one was. Stumped, stumped me. That kid did go to Princeton. I do want to mention that. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Animal. So that kid was not me. He yeah, was in fourth grade. He knew the bat and the ball problem. He was like Princeton. He was sad. Princeton. They, Princeton. Let, they him let him in, in right there and then. Yeah. <laughs> saw that like, this man has it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has been our first mind bender. Stay tuned for more. No more. We are getting rid of that oh, segment. Oh, there is that no segment. more That's mind funny. benders. Producers. Actually, <laughs> I think we're gonna keep that now because that was really entertaining for everybody involved. Not for me. This is the Morning Roar. We're going to be back in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. I'm Katie Farmer, the host of Eclectica, and you're listening to WXVU V891, The Roar. Did you know alcohol misuse in college is a risk factor for alcoholism later in life? Did you know? Changes in appetite, sleep, and motivation or neglecting responsibilities and relationships can be a sign of alcohol misuse. Did you know? Alcohol can interfere with over-the-counter drugs like allergy and cough medicines and prescription medications. Did you know? Alcohol misuse is an illness that can be treated. The Office of Health Promotion offers the basics tool to examine drinking behavior in a judgment-free environment. Students complete the basics online survey, then will be contacted by the Office of Health Promotion to schedule their session. This can be found on the Villanova Office of Health Promotion website at villanova.edu slash healthpromotion under the Wellbeing Coaching Services link. Again, that's villanova.edu slash healthpromotion. The Counseling Center also has a substance use counselor available to students at 610-519-4050. That's 610-519-4050. Stay in the know with Nova Nurses. This message was brought to you by senior nursing students in the health promotion course of the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and V89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Some sunshine to start out your Friday with clouds building later in the day, a high of 45. Tonight, it'll be partly cloudy. We'll get down to 32 degrees for a low. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 42. And cloudy Sunday with rain developing later in the day, a high of 44. And we're back with the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. 
this segment. A wonderful event that is held in the last weekend of January here at Villanova is the VU Women in Tech Conference. It's in its eighth year and it's happening next Saturday at the Inn at Villanova. Here to give us a preview is Dr. Alicia Strandberg, the Director of VU Women in Tech and an Associate Professor in the Department of Management and Operations at the Villanova School of Business. Dr. Strandberg, thank you so much for joining us here today. Of course, I am so happy to be here. This is this is awesome. I get to talk to about one of my favorite things. That's what I like to hear. Now, Dr. Strandberg, can you give us the background of VU Women in Tech and how it originally came together here at Villanova? Yes, this is a great story, and it talks about the power of of student involvement. It talks about the community of Villanova, so it's perfect. Um, we're in our eighth year, so about nine years ago, a professor in the School of Business, Sue Metzger, took a group of students to a women's tech conference of Philadelphia. Um, students said, hey, we saw this event. Could we go? Could we get funding? Um, professor Metzger is awesome. Her answer is almost always yes when students ask her to do stuff. So she got some funding from the ICE Center, and she took a small group of female undergraduate students to the conference. And they didn't know what to expect, and they loved it. They had a ball. And as word started to spread, more students asked if they could go, but the conference sold out. So it was kind of interesting that a women's technology conference in Philadelphia sold out rather quickly and that we were only able to bring a small group of our students, not everybody that wanted to go. So some of the students that went said that was amazing, but that's one day a year in Philly and we want more. We, we really enjoy learning about emerging technology. We like having opportunities to meet other women in technology and hear new ideas and helpful hints and suggestions and collaborations. So they said, can we do this on campus? So Professor Metzger loves a challenge. I didn't know her before. She came knocking on my door, said, hey, you're in analytics. You're in my building. Do you want to help me with this? So that was in August, and in January, we pulled together a representative from every college across campus just asking for them to donate their time, and it was amazing how quickly people got on board. And we're like, okay, we'll have a Saturday conference. If we can get 50 students to wake up early and come see us Saturday morning to listen to some people, we're going to call it a success. Long, long story short, we had so many people at the conference, we ran out of lunches, Professor Metzger put a tab at the exchange in Bartley Hall and started buying lunches um, for people that came. So the, the outpouring was amazing. And that's when we said, we have to do this. We have to create a platform. We have to continue this tradition. Um, and it's just been amazing. And over the years, we started out talking about women that didn't expect their careers to take them into tech, but they're there. And then students said, we want more. So we tackled some really big tech topics. We had a whole conference dedicated to fintech. We had a conference dedicated to blockchain. We had a conference um, dedicated to quantum computing. So these are topics that women like to hear about, but also men. So we are open to everyone. Um, men are always welcome to join us. If you're interested in tech, no matter who you are, come on over and join us Saturday. We'd love to have you. And my next question is, um, there are two different sets of breakout sessions being presented at the conference. Is there a session in particular you'd like to highlight? And how rewarding is it to see so many Villanova alumni coming back to be a part of this? It is great. Our alumni are amazing. When we ask them to help and support us, we rarely ever hear the word no. They're always very eager to help us. We, um, 
we do have two breakout sessions. Each session has three options, so you get to kind of pick your path. If you're a little indecisive, don't worry. Everything's recorded, and about a week later, you can watch a session that maybe you didn't go to because it was at the same time as another session. Some of our sessions are single speakers, and others are panels. They're all great, but I kind of like the conversation on a panel. Um, when you bring together, our panels have three women and a moderator on them, and it's just kind of nice to hear the conversations and the ideas that get jumped around. Um, one of our panels in particular is something new to us. We're bringing in um, a couple of women that have a background in law, and they're talking about, you know, now that we have all this technology and all of this data, what are the governance around it? And things are very different from state to state. And, you know, what what does that mean? And what does that, how does that snowball? What does that affect? So that's not an area that I study a lot, but I'm curious. Things that I probably haven't thought about but should have, I have a feeling are going to come up in that session. Um, we also have our most popular one is our recent alumni session. So we bring back alumni that have just graduated um, maybe two or three years ago. Our undergraduate students love to go to this session because it's like, okay, what will my life look like two years out from graduation? So we have um, graduates from the School of Business. We have graduates from um, class. In the past, we've had engineering, nursing. We try to cover every college because every college has the opportunity to work in tech. And hearing these young alumni talk about, you know, two years ago, I was sitting where you were and I was like, what the heck is life going to look like? And here's my path and here's how I got here. And here's what I love about what I'm doing. And here are some changes that I made of expectations that I thought I would like. But it's okay to, to realize once you're out working that what I thought I would love isn't quite what I expected. And to have options and technology gives you so many options to pivot or to try something new or to challenge yourself with a new project or a new team. It's just nice to hear that those opportunities exist and that our Villanovans are so eager to jump into those opportunities. That's fantastic. Uh, WXVU has an exciting partnership with the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing. Uh, it's called WXV and U Health. Uh, and so a session we want to mention is Nursing Associate Professor Dr. Sonny Hallowell's talk on healthcare by design. Uh, could you please tell us more about Dr. Hallowell's work? That is, I'm so glad you asked, David. Um, one of the things we love to do with the conference is to highlight the talent and the research right here at Villanova. So yes, we have speakers that are coming um, from other universities and other places, but we always like to highlight some of the great things we're doing right here. And Sunny Session is perfect for that. She is actually being introduced by one of her students. She's currently a student, Anna, that has actually worked on the Blue Blanket Project. So if you haven't heard of the Blue Blanket Project, you want to go to this session. It's a technology innovation that was a collaboration with, the, with nursing students and engineering students and other students across campus. So talk about that collaboration in that community. And it's a piece of technology that can be used to help infants um, with jaundice. Um, so now they can come home from the hospital earlier and be treated with this technology. And it's safe. Of course, it's safe. And it was developed right here at Villanova. So that's really exciting. She also has some other projects that she's going to talk about. But I did want to highlight um, that is very recent. I think the collaboration for that started over the pandemic. So a lot of that collaboration happened over Zoom. And when I heard the story, I think some of the collaborators didn't meet face to face until the very end of the project. So nothing can stop us, not even a pandemic. 
That is certainly right. So the next question we have here is about the conference speaker, Kathy Kleiman, who wrote a book about the story of six women who programmed the world's first modern computer, which seems very fitting for VU Women in Tech. Can you tell us a little more about Kathy and how this came about? Yes. So Kathy, um, we were aware of her. We were aware of her book. And we're like, will she come to Villanova? Will she want to come? And she's in the middle of a book tour. Will she take some time out? We're a free conference. Um, so we have a, a small, a slim budget, but we're getting more support. So that's that's exciting. Um, so we reached out to her, and her answer was, yes, yes, I would love to share this story. So she was a graduate student in computer science, and she was looking around at her classes and her university, and she's like, there has to be more of us. There has to be more women. There has to be more minorities. Um, so she went to the library and she started looking at archives and she started looking at pictures and she found a picture of women standing in front of this massive, it fills a room computer that's right down the street at University of Penn. It was um, around World War II era and she saw women standing in front of the computer and she's like, wait, there were women programming all these years ago? So she did a little bit of research and she asked around and some of the answers she got are are funny but sad she was told that the women were models to make the computer look less massive she was told that they didn't program they were just kind of there to draw attention but she she was never satisfied she's like that can't be right that there has to be more to the story and she was right and she wrote a whole book about it and um she got to meet some of the women she got to meet the children of some of the women and it just talks about Women were always in tech. We This is not new. <laughs> um, women being in tech, we, we were there. And it's just a, a nice conversation to have to encourage anyone that might be hesitant. You know, do I belong in here? Is this something I want to do? If you're, you're doubting yourself, you absolutely can do it. Take that intellectual curiosity and run with it because that's exactly what she did off of a picture. So it's, it's a great story. Dr. Strandberg, are there any current VU students involved with the conference as well? Of course, we couldn't do this without our students. We have student volunteers. If you want to volunteer, it's not too late. Um, go to the website. Um, you can email me. You can email the VU Women in Tech um, Villanova email address. We um, we are run. We have a committee. We have a student representative on our committee, but we are run, we started with a student suggestion. So we value those student suggestions. We often ask our students, you know, what what do you want more of? What are you hearing about in your class But or you're hearing about that you, you just want to know more of? And that kind of led to our blockchain conference and our quantum computing. So students volunteer for the day. Um, students that volunteer, something that I think is kind of cool is we put them with speakers. So if you're volunteering, you're not behind the scenes, you know, doing admin work. You're making sure the speaker arrives on time, welcoming the speaker, making sure they're comfortable in their room. You're getting a chance to network right with that speaker. Um, you can sit with that speaker at lunch. Of course, you can do this if you're not volunteering, but if you're volunteering, you're their go-to person. So, so you have that relationship almost immediately. So yes, students are a big part of the conference and in so many ways, from suggestions to helping with the logistics. And our final question for our listeners in our audience who want to register for the conference, is it open to everyone? I know you already answered that really. Boys and girls are, of course, welcome. What is the easiest way to register? Easiest way to register is go to our website. So our website is vuwomenintech.org. Right on that landing page, there's a click here to register. If you're on campus, I hope you've been seeing some of our flyers. We have a QR code that you can scan with your phone. Um, they're on digital boards. They're also on paper copies, so you can register there. Um, 
We would like you to register so we don't have the problem about running out of lunches like we did before. <laughs> but if you wake up Saturday morning and things change and you want to come, I will not turn you away. Come see me at the inn. We have a shuttle that's going to be picking up students in front of Bartley Hall and also at Rosie's in front of the SEPTA train station. So if you're on main campus, don't walk. We have a shuttle coming to get you. Um, the shuttle schedule is also on our website. And we do have the virtual option, but I would encourage you to come in person. The atmosphere and the energy in the room is just something we can't capture yet in a virtual community. And those that come live, we have raffle prizes, so you might be able to get yourself some Villanova swag. Awesome. Well, Dr. Strandberg, thank you so much for joining us on The Morning Roar, and good luck with your conference next week. We really appreciate it. Thank you. This is my first radio, and this was so much fun. Can we do this again? <laughs> well, you did Absolutely. outstanding. You killed it, yeah. yeah. Yes, thank you so much. All right, I'm going to come back and visit you guys. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. do. The VU Women in Tech Conference is happening next Saturday, January 28th at the Inn at Villanova, beginning at 9 a.m. More details can be found at vuwomenintech.org. This is the Morning Roar. We're going to be taking a quick break. Stay tuned for more. everyone. I'm Allison Bayada, the station manager at WXVU, and you're listening to V891, The Roar. Along with WXVU's acquisition of the 89.1 FM frequency full-time in the main line, Villanova's Falvey Library's distinctive collections is excited to announce their latest digital exhibit, The New Collegiate Sound. Explore the history of radio on Villanova's campus from the early days as a radio club in the 1920s to today as an FCC-licensed campus radio station. This exhibit includes great photographs, newspaper clippings, programs, yearbooks, 3D model by Erica Hayes, digital scholarship librarian, and scrapbooks from WXVU. We thank Beaudry Allen for her incredible efforts to make this exhibit a reality. Check out the exhibit through the link on our website at wxvu.org. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Some sunshine to start out your Friday with clouds building later in the day, a high of 45. Tonight, it'll be partly cloudy. We'll get down to 32 degrees for a low. Mostly sunny for your Saturday, a high of 42. And cloudy Sunday with rain developing later in the day, a high of 44. It's the Morning Roar right here on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. Let's take it to David and Dom with our sports roundup here. All right, so the 9 and 10 men's basketball team will head to the Garden tonight to take on St. John's. Is there hope for a turnaround this season? I know, David, you just said you're going to go up there. I will be at MSG what tonight. Do How do you feel? Uh, well, obviously, I'm going to pay enough money for the tickets to, you know, think yeah. that they're going to win, obviously. It'll be cool, though. Uh, no, it's going to be an amazing experience. I've never been to MSG, uh, so it's going to be great. Uh, and I think the Villanova does have a good chance to win tonight. Yeah. We were there yeah. when uh, Villanova already defeated mm-hmm. St. John's on the season. St. John's, of course, coming into this game, uh, beating UConn and Butler, uh, I believe. So uh, definitely they're on a little bit of a hot streak, but Villanova was able to hold on against Georgetown. Yeah. So. And the Big East is really wide open, I think. It I mean, is, with Xavier UConn just, falling Xavier down. And just lost, yep. I think, last night. So wide open. Um, and then a women's team, the 17-3 and women's basketball team. Meanwhile, is a winner of eight straight, ranked 22nd in the country, second in the Big East. And it's a big matchup at Creighton tonight at 9 p.m. 
Our women's team's good. Manny Seagrist might be the best basketball player in the country. I think so. I do. Uh, 22nd in the country. I, I I expect that to go higher. Yeah. I really do. 100%. Higher in the list. 100%. Yeah, because they've been in the, the 20s recently, and I think that they're playing yeah. much better than in the 20s. Yeah. So I, I definitely think that's going to get higher up here soon, which is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, eight straight wins, only 20 seconds. Actually, seems really shocking. Um, the NFL playoffs, is this the best weekend on the sports calendar? A lot of people say yes. Yes, it is. Four epic divisional round matchups, including the Jersey Turnpike Showdown. As the Giants take on the Eagles Saturday night at the link. Predictions, who will we see in the conference championship games? I got birds by a million here. I mean, Saturday at 8.30 at the link. It's going to be a madhouse. People will be out there at 8.30 a.m. It's going to be crazy. Probably earlier than that, Doug. Probably earlier than that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel good. Um, it's going to be a good Saturday of games. The Jags and the Chiefs. Trevor Lawrence, big fan of that guy. And then Cowboys 49ers will be good, right? That's yeah. Right. Yep. And then rest of the AFCs, Bills. And Bengals. Bengals. So another yeah. good game. I'm Bills excited Bengals for finally that game. Gonna... Yeah. yeah um, I think it's uh, Eagles and 49ers. Yep. And I'm going to say Bills uh, and Chiefs. I like so those. That's, that's I like my those. I'll agree with those. And then I'm hoping Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl will be cool. Eagles-Bills Super Bowl will be good. Just got to worry about 49ers. Anybody else want to weigh in? Chris? Allison? I just, I don't think there's any way that the Giants can win in the link (laughs) on a Saturday night. I agree. They feel really confident, too. Like, Daniel Jones was doing the gritty at practice yesterday. They're too confident. Like, I mean, I know the Eagles have had some injuries recently, but they are the number one seed, and they had been all season in football. What was the NFL thinking, putting this game at Saturday night? Saturday night night is dangerous. The the entirety of Philadelphia is going to be drinking starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. I saw there a story. Is no way. There, there was a point in time at the vet, which was where the Eagles and Phillies used to play, where they had to, when they the uh, Eagles would play night games, they had to stop selling alcohol at like halftime because everybody was just drunk. And when, it doesn't exist anymore, which is dangerous, but it's going to be weird at the link on Saturday. Any of you guys going? I will I, not be there. I can't. I, I'll be watching I, on I TV, I wanted though. to so bad, but these tickets are like... Five, they're expensive. Five, oh. five and it's five. and it's going to be like 30-something degrees. Like gonna, I, I can watch from my living room in 70-something yeah. <laughs> degree yeah. temperatures. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Well, good luck to the Eagles this Saturday. Allison, music news. What is happening in the music world? Yes, onto something I understand. Starting next Thursday, <laughs> Chicago will be home to a Bad Blood Taylor Swift-themed breakup bar where fans can enjoy cocktails inspired by the singer. Events company Bucket Listers are putting up the unauthorized event for its anti-Valentine season through February 26th. Admission for the pop-up is $20. Madonna has announced her celebration tour to celebrate 40 years of music. The 35-city trek featuring special guest Bob the Drag Queen will kick off July 15th in Vancouver. It will make its way to Europe on October 14th before wrapping up on December 1st. And finally, after being featured in a video from a Pilates studio, Harry Styles has become the victim of some hilarious memes. (laughs) In the video, Styles is seen working out in a green sweatshirt, green shorts, and socks. Through editing, the internet has turned him into Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing, a zipliner, a kid on monkey bars, and even hanging from a chandelier. Has anybody seen these TikToks? No, not at all. I have not. I don't have TikTok or anything like that, so I don't. I'm not seeing any of that. But this is this is all new to me. But the Chicago Bad Blood breakup bar. I I think that sounds very entertaining. That sounds awesome. (laughs) I'm in. Little WXB road trip to Chicago for that. Uh, (laughs) Morning Roar coming to you live from the Taylor Swift breakup bar. (laughs) Dom, what is happening in the movie theaters this weekend? So two movies, Missing a PG-13 mystery thriller uh, about a mother 
who disappears while on vacation in Colombia with her new boyfriend. Um, June's search for answers is hindered by an inter- international red tape. That was confusing description. When her mother, <laughs> oh, when her mother disappears while on vacation in Colombia with her new boyfriend, June boss. searches her daughter for answers and hindered by international red tape. Nina Long, Stormbreed, Ken Leung, 77% of tomato, round tomatoes. Sounds of no interest to me. <laughs> Secondly, Women Talking, PG-13 drama opening in wide release. In 2010, the women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling a brutal reality with their faith. Remarried Claire Foy, just Jesse Buckley, 90% of Round Tomatoes, 86 audience score. Somehow on Again, this show. Probably striking out on that one, too. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be seeing either of these. Yeah, somehow on this show, we always find a way to put the movies in that I've literally <laughs> never heard of. <laughs> like, never heard of these movies. <laughs> no idea what any of that is. David, what are the national days of the week coming up? Thankfully, we're not doing any more mind benders for this segment. <laughs> Today is National Disc Jockey Day. Take a bow, everyone. Also, did just want to say that uh, legendary DJ, Philadelphia DJ Jerry Blavitt, has passed away, so condolences and thoughts and prayers to his family. Uh, Cheese Lovers Day celebrating the more than 2,000 known cheeses of the world. So this goes to Chris and all the Wisconsin people out there listening. You know uh, I love cheese. I really do. I just have to <laughs> add that in there. Uh, today is also Sweatpants Day. Uh, tomorrow is Hugging Day. Offer a hug to anyone you think would like one. Uh, and, it, and it is also New England Clam Chowder Day. Uh, and Sunday is Chinese New Year, the start of Chinese New Year, also called uh, Lunar New Year, an annual festival in China and Chinese communities around the world that begins with the new moon and culminates with the Lantern Festival. This is the beginning of the Year of the Rabbit, which I've heard is like one of the luckiest, uh, like, um, it's gotta be animals this. that starts yeah, the Lunar than a New rat, Year. Right? Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, well, I think that the rabbit is the uh, is like I heard that it's one of the luckiest. At least that, that was on a, a TikTok from Thank a God. from a reputable source. Yeah. So I think that we could all use some luck <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, here in this uh, Lunar New Year coming up. Twenty twenty three, finally our year. What are the results of our Twitter poll about yeah. breakfast? It's here? it's right now it's it's two to one. Waffles has sixty six percent of the votes. Pancakes thirty three percent. So good to see waffle domination there. Um, <laughs> eggs and bacon and all. They're still yet to get any votes. So. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Again, waffles. I'm a big waffles guy. I think that's exactly how we're expecting it yeah. to turn out. Waffles yeah. at the top, eggs and bacon at the bottom, pancakes somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, there's a no other ranking there. And this is the end of our first show of 2023. And we would like to thank everybody who has been listening for their support of The Morning Roar. And we want to remind you that we are going to be having our show every Friday at 8 a.m. through spring break. And make sure to stop by the WXVU-themed Nova Quizzo next Thursday at 9 p.m. at Cafe Nova. Thank you all for tuning in this morning and have a great start to your weekend.